This idea that we're supposed to be light is, I think, somewhat of a common theme, right? We've, we've heard this again, we're supposed to be the light of the world. Last week, actually, we celebrated the Feast of the Presentation, where it's all about this, this, this mystery of a light. Christ is the light. Um, we're called to be the light and shine forth the light of Christ. You can probably think of like three songs off the top of your head that talk about how we're supposed to be light. Christ be our light. You are the light of the world, this kind of thing. Um, you don't hear that many songs, though, about salt. What does it mean to be salt? You know, I, don't, I can't think of anything. I can maybe think of one song that talks about us being salt. It's the, the less common of the two images, I think. So what does Jesus mean when he tells us that we're supposed to be salt? What does that, what does that actually look like? Um, I want to unpack that by focusing on each of those three words. You are salt. I'm going to start with salt and work our way backwards. So, so salt. I think we can agree that salt can, can be both a good thing and it can be a bad thing, right? Um, many of us love salt, right? Many of us are also on medication because of how much we love salt, right? Um, too much of a good thing isn't always a good thing. But salt, definitely, um, it adds flavor, right? It adds flavor to the food. There's certain things that we can think of that just you don't want to eat without salt. Like for me, eggs without salt just doesn't work. Popcorn without salt just doesn't work. What salt does is that it adds flavor. It adds seasoning. It adds, if you're going to kind of broaden the example a little bit, like a, a joy of life. It adds, some, it adds something special to that, that element, right? Back in ancient times, salt was also used to preserve things. Um, they, would, they would, you know, cure their meat in salt so they, it wouldn't spoil. It would make it last for a longer period of time. But salt was also used back in ancient times for, for, for destruction. When the ancient Romans would come and conquer a city to make sure that no one would ever come to settle there again, what they would do is that they would salt the fields. And when you would salt the fields, that would, that would kill everything that was there, and that would make sure that nothing else would grow there. So salt kind of has this, this destructive element too, right? And you'd agree that when you put too much salt on your food, it almost becomes inedible. It's, when, you, when things so salty that you can't eat it, you recoil from it. So it shows us that with this image that Jesus is talking about, there's got to be a proper balance, right? If we have too much or too little, it doesn't work. But the right amount used well and used for the right intention can be good. And the same thing can be said about light. Too much light can be bad. I might know more than most that if I spend too much time outside, I'm going to get sunburned. I think I got a little sunburned right in this homily the other day because I spent too much time in the sun. Um, or like when someone shines a bright light in your, in your face, you, you recoil against that. It hurts. There's, there's sort of a pain there. And even if thinking about like in terms of like a photographer or a party planner, the lighting is very important. Light can be something that invites people in. It can be a very inviting sort of light, or it can be something that kind of turns you off or pushes you away because of that lighting. So in both of these instances, you can see that Jesus... There's a proper balance that has to be had in the image that Jesus is calling us to be. We're supposed to be salt, and we're supposed to be light. But notice, I want to focus on that second word now, are. Because he doesn't say, you're called to be salt. You're supposed to be light. He's not inviting us to act like salt and light. He says, you are salt. You are light. It's not so much an invitation or an exhortation, but it's, like, it's, a, it's a statement of fact. He's telling us what is. This is what you are, whether you realize it or not. Whether you realize it or not, you are salt in the world. 
And whether you realize it or not, that salt is being used well or it's being used poorly. Right? He's trying to highlight this fact that our actions, our decisions, the ways that we live our life have an impact both on us and on those around us. Whether or not we realize it, we can't avoid the question and pretend like it's not there. He's calling us to see this is what's happening. And, he, and he's telling us that so that we can recognize that, so that we, we don't, we're not salt that's used for destruction. We're not salt that's, that leads to death and decay. We're not light that turns people away. But rather, we are true salt, good salt, that shows forth the joy of life. We are light that invites people into that relationship, into that love of God. Whether we realize it or not, every action we make has an impact. And I think it's fitting right before this passage in the gospel is a list of the Beatitudes. That's why Jesus says, Blessed are you who act with humility, who act with poverty of spirit, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, who are peacemakers, who show mercy, because by doing these sorts of things, you are having an impact on the world. You are salt used well. You are light that invites you in, and you yourself in, and other people in. But if I'm not attentive to that, if I'm not striving for that, then I'm salt that's used poorly. I'm light that turns people away. There's another little saying in the, in the spiritual life that if you're, not, if you're not progressing, then you're regressing. There's no like, I'm just, I'm just staying still. We're either moving forward or we're moving backward. And if we're not moving forward, then we're moving backwards. If we're not light that's inviting people into this relationship with Jesus, if I'm not salt that's uh, seasoning the world, so to speak, with this love and this fire of God, then I'm, I'm, I'm salt that's used for destruction. And so Jesus is trying to speak with a little bit of urgency to show the disciples, this is what you are. And so it's important that you examine your own life and say, I'm, I'm, I want to be salt that's used well. I want to be light that invites people into this relationship. So what does that look like? How do I do that? That comes to the third word. You. The difficult but the beautiful part of that is that I cannot tell you how you are called to be salt in your world, how you're called to be a light in your world. It's true that there are, there's these general principles, right? There's the commandments, there's the beatitudes, there's kind of those baseline things that we're all called to. When it comes down to it, how are you individually called to be salt today, February 9th, 2020? in your world? How are you called to be a light in your family, in your world, to invite people in? It's not something that I can tell each one of you, because that answer is different. God gives each one of us our own missions, and it's only something that we can receive from him. It's only something that God invites us to that I can know how am I particularly called to be salt? How am I called to be light? That's something that St. Paul, in our second reading today, I think highlights very, very beautifully. He's writing to a letter in the church in Corinth, and the church in Corinth wasn't exactly the model church. It was a church that was fraught with divisions, it was fraught with liturgical abuse, it was fraught with uh, immorality. They were, they were very much a church um, that might remind us of our church like today, quite honestly, um, and Paul would write these letters to them, and Paul would go to visit them, and eventually the people of the church of Corinth said, Paul, you know, your, your letters, these letters are pretty good, but when you come to us, you don't really speak that well, you don't really move us, you're not really good at what you do, 
And by the way, we also don't kind of like the way you look. They're very honest, and they say, Paul, these are all of your faults. And Paul says, you're right. I don't come to you with eloquent speech. I don't come to you with these great words and these great arguments. But what I do know is I come to you with nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. For Paul, all the other things that are trying to bombard him to try to throw him off his game don't matter because he's dedicated himself totally, totally to the relationship with Jesus Christ crucified. And he lives out of that relationship. And because he's secure in that identity and in that relationship, that nothing else matters. Because that's the first thing in his life. He knows that no matter what may, what may appear to be the case, that he has placed him in this situation, in this time, with his particular gifts and talents, with a mission. And it's because of his love for Jesus Christ crucified, made real in his life, that he can say that and believe that and respond to that invitation. And just like Paul... We can only know what our particular call is, is if we come with nothing else, focusing on nothing else but Jesus Christ and him crucified. We receive that invitation from Jesus, and we respond to that. Because if it's an invitation from the Lord, if it's an invitation from Jesus Christ, nothing else matters. All the other reasons as to why we should do this or that or shouldn't do this or that don't matter. Because if Jesus is who he says he is, then that invitation is going to fulfill our hearts. That invitation is going to fulfill not only our hearts, but the hearts of those around us. Because, like Jesus is telling us in the gospel, our actions have impact. We are salt and we are light. And the beautiful part about this great mystery of the body of Christ is that, again, I'm, like my, my call is different from your call, which is different from your call, which is different from your call, which is different from your call. And we're not going to know what that call is. We're not going to be able to respond to that invitation unless we receive it from Jesus himself. And if we don't receive that from Jesus himself, we can't respond to it. And if we're not aware of that, Jesus is saying, be careful, because you might be a salt that's not performing your mission. Not because of out of any you know, malice or ill will, but just because you're not listening to what I'm trying to speak to you. So as we come to this Mass today, where Jesus Christ is going to become very present right here, right now, really, on this altar in a couple of minutes, Jesus, how are you calling me to be salt? Jesus, how are you calling me to be light? Let's pray today for that grace to hear that invitation and to respond to how Jesus is calling each one of us to be that salt and to be that light in our own worlds. Amen.